Hey everyone, welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast. Uh, Just a quick note before we begin that today's episode is the beginning of a four-part series of live shows. That's right, live shows hosted at Cornerstone Christian Church right here in Brownsburg, Indiana. Over the next four episodes, we will be welcoming both Christian and non-Christian guests to talk about effective and ineffective methods of evangelism. If you missed last night's live taping, we we do invite you to join us next Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. and then July 10th and 17th at the same time for some great coffee and amazing conversation. Can't make it? Don't worry. We got you covered. We'll be posting the live sessions right here for your listening pleasure. All right, here's our first guest and here's the show. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast that's all in the name. Good coffee with great conversation. Here's your host, Larry Vincent. All right. Uh, I, I met this next kid uh, how many years ago? 21 years ago. We just celebrated our 20-year anniversary. We do that. That's the thing. All right. Uh, and uh, the cool thing is, is that he got us tag team championship belts. I wish I would have brought the picture, Jeremy. I am such a horrible leader. All right. Uh, but... Uh, so, uh, Jeremy and I have been best friends, uh, throughout the entire time, uh, that we were in school, uh, half of our school life, uh, and so I am very happy to have him here, so please give a warm welcome to Mr. Jeremy Bentley. Have a seat, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad to see you have a cage for the drummer. That seems very appropriate. Yes, uh, it, it does. Uh, it gets really loud. Matter of fact, I was recording with um, our worship minister, Colin, uh, and he had the door open uh, on me. And I mean, I, my, if I'm not deaf by the end of the night, I don't know. He's like, here, Larry, hold this camera while I play. He put headphones on. He put earplugs on. And, he, and it didn't give me anything. So I'm just standing next to a drum set going, you know, and I was like, ah. So if I have a hard time hearing tonight, blame Colin. As a matter of fact, if anything goes wrong, Blame Colin. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, that is that is excellent, man. I am, like I said, so glad uh, you are here, and I am opening up my questions. I am not texting while we do this. <laughs> I I promise. Uh, I just forgot to do that. All right. There we go. Um, so Jeremy, uh, we've been friends now 20, 21 years. You know, and I, and I was I was thinking about this, um, you know, the other day because you know, I knew you were coming this week. And you remember in high school, uh, Jeremy and I were in drama uh, together, uh, you know, and in pretty much everything together. Uh, and and uh, I was actually voted most dramatic of our senior class. Rigged. It was rigged. I stood outside, <laughs> this is how I want it, I stood outside our library with uh, uh, cards that said, vote Larry, most dramatic. Because I wanted to win something. I, I, I just wanted to win something. And everybody voted for me. It was great. Uh, so, yes, I am most dramatic 2019. Or not 2019. What year did we graduate? That would be 2001. 2001. Right. Right. 2001. <laughs> I'm probably still most dramatic 2019. Probably. Probably. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, Jeremy, 20, 21 years. And, and, you know, when we were in high school together, I remember distinctly that senior night. Uh, where everybody was uh, going around the corner. What we did, drama kids are so emotional. You know, what we did, we, we, we went around and told everyone how much we were going to miss them, and we would tell our favorite memories and, and things like that. And they would go, you know, this person, this person, this person. But every time they got to us, 
Jeremy and Larry. It was Jeremy and Larry. <laughs> every time, man, every, every time. time. It was Jeremy and Larry. Your guys were just, you guys were just two peas in the pod, right? And, and it, was, yep. it was so funny. So I, I'm so glad that you're here tonight. Um, and I want, I want you to, uh, you know, just to be as open and honest as you always are, uh, you know, um, you know, maybe not so much on the language front. Uh, that would be that would be good. Um, but uh, let's talk about your your faith journey, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I know you grew up in the church. And what, what I'd love for you to tell me is how were you raised in the church, uh, and and how you ended up where you are today spiritually. All right. Well, um, I was raised um, Baptist. Yeah. Um, independent Baptist. Um, my dad actually, uh, when I was a young child, got ordained as a Baptist minister. And then there was some weird stuff with politics that kind of got him ousted and all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, so. church politics are the worst. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Um, he ended up getting into the Air Force um, and we moved to Germany. And then we didn't have, you know, a regular Baptist church to go to in Germany. So um, we, we did some things uh, with uh, our neighbors in our house. My dad would lead stuff for the adults. My mom did a Sunday school thing for the kids. Um, but then when my dad went to war, uh, the Persian Gulf War, when he came back, he had seven months in the desert to just think about what he believed and why, and I guess started to question things. So he started to take a step back from things. And so it wasn't as prominent in our household from that point on. Um, So I would have been about nine years old probably when that happened. Um, And when we moved back to the the States, when he got out of the Air Force, um, my sister and I used to go to church with our grandparents. Um, but my parents didn't attend. And we did that for quite a while. Um, and I started to kind of get disenfranchised with just that particular church. Um, what do you mean that particular church? Do you mean the, the building you went to or that denomination? Um, the, they were independent Baptists, so they, were, they, they weren't really linked to any other churches. Right, okay. So it was just kind of like, with the, for example, they didn't believe in, in female pastors. Okay. And, and where I was at, I was like, well, why does that matter? I mean, if sure. they're called to God, they're called to God, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of bugged me and just little things like that. Yeah. And so I kind of stepped away from that. Uh, of course, you know, we did that praise and worship thing with uh, we a did. I want to teacher. Get to, I, I want to get to that in a moment. So let's skip that part yeah, for yeah. now. Uh, but uh, so your experience, talk about this, this disenchantment a little bit. What, what caused that for you in that, with that particular church? Um, like I said, it's just some of their views were very... I, I, to me, felt stodgy, felt old-fashioned, and and not progressive really at all. Okay, um, you know, women you would love this church. I mean, we, women were weren't allowed to go to church yeah. wearing pants. Yeah, okay, they had to wear skirts or a dress. Yeah, you sure, know, and that kind yeah, of thing. They were very strict with that stuff, and it just wasn't me. Yeah, um, I still very much was in the faith. I just wasn't into the way they chose to express their faith. Okay. Um, and then in time, uh, you know, I kind of stepped away from all of it because I just, I wasn't feeling connected to any organized part of the faith. Was that, was that in large part because of your father's influence? Uh, Mr. Bentley, as I call him, I don't dare call him by his first name even today. <laughs> even though he tells you to? <laughs> I know he does. Yeah, I get it. But Mr. Bentley. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, he, he was... He kind of moved away from things. I didn't even know exactly what he believed at first. Okay. Um, he took a, a lot of years where he, I don't know if even he knew what he believed. Right. He was just kind of searching. Yeah. Um, and then um, it was young adulthood after, after high school that I began to start to kind of think about, I, I was trying to do my own thing on my own without being in a church. Sure. 
Um, but then I, I, I started kind of taking time to think about what do I believe and why do I believe it? Yeah. So let's talk about praise and worship, okay? Let, let, let's give some background to the nice folks out here. Um, when, I, when we were in high school, we were juniors, I believe, right? Um, I don't know where you're going, where you're going with the this. Praise and worship. Um, when we started going, the we started going, yeah, in about yeah. junior year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I had been baptized at 13, and and then fell away from the Lord, uh, you know, for some a lot of reasons, which this is not why we're here today to talk about. <laughs> um, but uh, Jeremy and I had gotten real close uh, at, at throughout that time, and uh, and one day, uh, one of our one of our fellow classmates, uh, Josh. Uh, invited us to come to praise and worship. And since, well, he invited me, and since I don't go anywhere without Jeremy, uh, Jeremy also got invited. Uh, and Jeremy and I went to, uh, went to our choir teacher's house. Well, ex-choir teacher. She, uh, had just, she had just quit. Yes, she had just quit to focus on raising her family, Correct. right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and so we went to her house, uh, and, uh, and that's where uh, I rededicated my life to the Lord. Okay, uh, and Jeremy even for a time. So I want to I, I want to talk about that moment. Okay, so what? W- w- first off, what about that really excited you? Okay, to where you wanted to get back into the faith or deepen your faith a little bit more. And then what happened? Because I mean, I know the answer to this, but what happened that made you go away from that? So let's talk about that process. Sure. Um, you know, the thing that made me excited was most of the people there were our age. Yes. Um, you know, we had um, Beth and Dave who were leading it right. in their house, but yes. everyone else was pretty much high school students. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and maybe a couple in middle school, but mostly high school. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was kind of cool to be with other people that I felt were like me. Right. Um, and we had some similar ideals. We, we thought maybe a little bit more progressively because we were all, you know, high schoolers. Um, and so it, it, it helped me feel a little more comfortable. Um, and there was no dogma there either. That's the other thing that was great because it was just praise and worship. We got together, we, we sang, you know, songs and we prayed and that was about it, Yeah. you know. Um, and it was cool. And it was like this special little family, which I really enjoyed for a while. But I, I found myself, part, part of the, the thing that kind of had me leave the, that church, my grandparents' church, was, I, you know, I was never a member of the church. Yeah. I used to go all the time with them, but I was never officially a member. Right. Um, yet, I felt like they it treated me like I was, like I was supposed to be there. And if for some reason I wasn't, I felt like I got bombarded by every person in that building. Where were you last week? Like negatively, negatively bombarded or just out of care? Because that, that, there's I don't, a big, I don't know. There's I, a big distinction between the two. I would agree. Yeah. I was also a teenager. Uh, fair. So, you know. Uh, you were a very <laughs> mature... No, you weren't. All no, right. Yeah, no. no you, so, yeah. so, you know, right. it, even if it was out of concern at that age, you're still going to take it as, why is it in your business? Leave me alone, you know? Yeah, right. It's just kind of part of that teenage angst thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It kind of that kind of that was part of what I didn't like, plus the other dogma things. Yeah. And then um, I found myself. We had a friend, uh, Brownie. Brownie, yeah, Brownie. Um, a guy that we went to school with, and he was Christian. And I invited him to it, and um, he came one week, and he wasn't there the next week. And I found myself the next day at school saying, "Hey, where were you?" And then the next week when he wasn't there, hey, where were you? And then I went, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, right. This is what I didn't like. Yeah. And that's when I started walking away from that group and began to say, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. So, 
So you, you, you didn't like what was happening with you on the outside, right? Right. What was going on on the inside during this whole time? To be quite frank, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember, Jeremy, I remember us writing Christian songs together, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, 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 and putting, putting lyrics on paper and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and writing notes down and playing the guitar together. And, you know, there seemed to be a genuine, genuineness about that mm-hmm. uh, that seemed to almost immediately die away for mm-hmm. you. Um, and, and, and this is where, this is where our stories diverge, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because I, I got deeper into the faith, um, and you you got less in the faith. Correct. Um, and, and so and so you know what what happened? Do you think? I mean, outside of just the dogma, you didn't like who who you were becoming on the outside. Th- that's what started the questions. Yeah. Um, as I began to question things, I began to kind of look at it and say, "Why do I believe this?" Okay. And. I kind of came to the conclusion that I felt I believed it because I was told my whole life I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't exactly my choice. Right. I didn't feel. Right. I felt like that's what you have to do. Yeah. And, you know, the particular denomination that, that we were, you were not allowed to ask any questions. Well, I, remember, I, I remember your parents' <laughs> strictness on that. Too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you ask any question about, you know, okay, well, the Bible says this. Okay, why? Right. It was like, you don't quite, you question it. That's questioning God. You can't do that. Right. You know, and you, you, you know, you get all kinds of, of, right. of flack for it. So, um, it, it was very stuffy and it. It was almost like a prison, you know, sure. it almost felt that way. Yeah. And so I, I got to this point where it's like, okay, now I'm an adult. I can choose what I want. Right. And that's not speaking to me. Yeah. And you know, but your parents really diverged from the faith in high school. I mean, we, we got stories, right, that we won't, we won't share here. Uh, but, but they did. They because did, they got into but, the New Age stuff, right? And the, they, they did, but, at, at, you know, I didn't care then. Right. I didn't care. What they, I saw that they were doing it, um, and I didn't agree with it, and I wasn't a part of it. Fair. Um, and, and, you know, I don't think what they, what they did had much of an influence other than when I questioned things, it was a matter of, okay, now that I think I want to, I don't feel like Christianity feels right to me. Yeah. What is right? Okay. And, and so I began to kind of look at some of what they were doing, and some of it kind of started to, to, to click for me. Fair. And so you don't identify currently as a Christian? No. Right. Duh. We knew that. That's why you're here. <laughs> uh, but just wanted to verify it, right? Sure. sure. Um, but you've experienced uh, a, a, a lot of uh, Christians in your life, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'm, I want to talk more about the adult stage, you know, uh, mm-hmm. especially when I started getting really deep into the faith. So that point on, all right, I'm going to ask you this question. You know, it's like, it's no surprise that people have strong feelings toward, towards Christianity, right? And in both positive and negative ways, right? Uh, could you share experiences you have with Christians, and you can include me, both negative and positive, because I have one in my head that I, that I think you might bring <laughs> up. Uh, how, how has your opinions of Christians changed over the years as you've matured, if at all? So let's talk about the experiences first, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and, then, and then we'll end it with how have you changed those views, if you've even changed them. Sure. Um, so when you got 
had you went on that mission trip to Mexico. I did. I was and so you, much fun. And, you know, and it was it was a great thing. I mean, you were building houses for people yes. and stuff. Yep. That's awesome. Yes. Um, and you came back and you were on a crazy super high. I was. I mean, you know, and a, a legal Jesus high. Correct. So correct. All, correct. Yeah. Just so we're all clear. Yeah, it, okay. I, I, I don't think he was licking toads down there. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so um, you know, he was excited. You know, you, yeah. you were excited. You wanted to share it. Yeah. And. and and I got that, but that was when I was starting to move away from it. Right. And it's at that point being what nineteen or whatever. We were eight, 18, eighteen or 18 nineteen years old before I went into the army. You know. Um, yeah, but I turned nineteen before you. So oh, it, it may have been. We may have been there. It doesn't 18, matter. Either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in that that era. Right. You know. I'm, you're technically an adult, but you're really not. You don't know what you're doing. You know. Yeah, and, fair. And I so, still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, I'm, that's that's true. But <laughs> um, you know it. It was one of those things where it's like, I don't want to do that, so why are you bringing this up to me all the time? And I got defensive. You did. Um, I got very defensive. Yeah. And that just made you want to push more. Yeah. <laughs> Which just, you know, put a big wedge between us for a little bit. It did. I remember, um, I remember the day we were in your van. This is the story. Uh, we, uh, we can't go into complete details because there's a lot of things we can't say here that oh, I said. <laughs> uh, but, no, we were in your van, mm-hmm. and, and you asked me how my day was. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, and I started talking to you about... Jesus, right? Because that was how my day was. Right. I had a Jesus day, right? right? And I wanted to tell you about it. And you went off. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. You absolutely went off on me. With lots of expletives, yes. With lots of expletives. (laughs) Yes, I remember the expletives. Um, Would you have considered that a negative evangelism experience? Because you realized I was trying to evangelize to you. At that time, absolutely. Yeah. Um... I'm at a point now where such a thing wouldn't bother me so much. Uh, yeah. Um, but, the, you know, there was a time it would have. And, sure. you know, obviously then was that time. Sure. Because <laughs> you, know. you were wrestling with your own stuff. That's part of it. And, yeah. and you know, and I, I was at the point where I knew I didn't want that to be my life. Yeah. And I felt like it was being pushed. And, yeah, you, were try, and you were trying to preach and all. And it's like, dude, I've been there. Yeah. I used to follow this life. Yeah. And I'm trying to walk away. I don't need you to tell me what I'm walking away from because I know. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No. And, and that, that. that was kind of my attitude and yeah. what happened. I mean, in retrospect, I kind of wish I hadn't done that, but you're young and dumb. So, you know. Wait, I was young and dumb or you were young and dumb? <laughs> I'd say probably both of okay. us. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, uh, that, was a, that was a good learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, because I, I, not only did I push you too far. I pushed Joe too far, my brother, mm-hmm. the one who was here last year, if you remember coffee and conversation last year. Um, I pushed him too far, you know, and, and to, the same, to the same degree. And I had to learn what it meant to be overly excited about Christ in a good way, but then to share that with others in a, in a responsible way, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so learning that balance, right? So you mentioned how you, you matured. Let's, do you have any other experience outside of me, uh, any other experience, positive or negative, uh, when a Christian came and shared your faith? Shared his faith or her faith. Um, you know, I haven't had a lot of it other than you. I mean, the, yeah, you'll see, you know, every now and then there's somebody. Yeah. Now, there was something that was cool. When I, when I worked at Meyer, um, I had a couple co-workers. Um, a guy named Jeff who um, was very much into, in Christ yeah. and actually wanted to be a missionary. Right. Um, and another guy uh, named Andrew who um, was staunchly Catholic, mm-hmm. grew up in a Catholic family. His dad was uh, even in uh, the House of Representatives. Oh, really? Um, and so the three of us at break time would sit together, and I used to love this. We all had very different views on things. Um, 
obviously, Andrew was very conservative. His uncle was a Republican, and he went to Xavier and, you know, and, and did political science and all that, so very conservative and staunch, um, you know, and I was pretty liberal. And we used to, three of us used to sit together and just have intellectual conversations about spirituality. Yeah. What do we believe and why do we believe it? Yeah. There was no pushing. There was no trying to convert anybody. It was just, let's talk about it. Yeah. And it was so much fun. I looked forward to those breaks yeah. every day. Did somebody say something to you that made you think that maybe the Christianity is, is right? Did you ever have one of those moments like, hey, that's not a bad point? No. Okay. And, and the reason that I haven't is because where I am with things mm-hmm. is I don't necessarily feel that Christianity is wrong. Fair. Okay. Where I, I, I feel that a spiritual journey is individual for each person. Okay. Therefore, Christianity can very much be right for you, but not for me. But that goes against what we believe. Correct. Right? And so, because we believe that Jesus is the Correct. only way. No one gets to the Father except through the Son, right? I am right. the way, the truth, and the life. Absolutely. Right? Has that ever been brought up to you outside of... It has. Yeah. It has. And it's just... You're to, like, okay. To, it's like, yeah, I, I understand yeah. that's where you're coming from. That's what you believe. But right. it's just not what I believe. Okay. All right. Um, I, res- I respect whatever other people's, you know, spiritual beliefs are, uh, provided that they're about love and peace and brotherhood and all that kind of thing. Are you ever open, and we're not going to do this now, obviously, are you ever open to, um, to changing your beliefs to one belief? Would you ever be open for that discussion? If, if I ever heard something that made me think, you know, made me think like, hmm, maybe, you know, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm closed off to it. Right. But I'm, I'm just at a point where I'm comfortable where I am. Because this is, this is if, if we can get, you know, blunt here for a moment. Sure. Um, this is where the hypocrisy of, 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 of um, universalism uh, comes into play, right? Because I, I feel you're a universalist, right? Universalist means, every, you know, every religion, every, you know, it's plurality, basically, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the hypocrisy there is that, you know, we, we claim open-mindedness, right? And tell me if, you, if this is you or not, right? We claim open-mindedness, but then we are closed off when we hear, you know, someone's opinions. We're not willing to listen to, to somebody with an idea of wanting to change, right? I, I will always listen. Okay. Like, I will always listen. Yeah. Now, there was a time I wouldn't. Right. But, you know, at this point in my life, yeah, I'll listen. Yeah. Um, but and, and seriously consider, not just, oh, I'll sit with you. But seriously consider, you know what I mean? I, I listened to it. Like I said, if, if I heard something that I felt resonated with me, All right. and, and, you know, then, yeah, I would then stop and think about it and, and see if it, if it would make me change my mind. Challenge accepted. All right. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I love you. All right. Uh, so, so that's the maturity, right? You've mm-hmm. matured through this. You were against it. Now, now, now you're for it, right? Right. Um, I want to get to specific examples of, of, of people who evangelize to you. And if, and if this is, you know, if you not have this, then, you know, tell me. You know, but according to our beliefs, Jesus commands us to, uh, to share our faith in both words and deeds. Mm-hmm. You can't have one without the other, mm-hmm. right? You have, to, you have to back it up. Um, how have Christians shared their faith with you, whether that be through action or words, all right? And, and, how, did, and how did you respond to that? Um, you know, most of the time, if it happens, it, it's typically, it typically is going to take the, that kind of road of, of giving me a little sermon. Okay. You know, my grandfather, for example, Papa. Yeah, Papa. I love um, Papa. He, again, he's a very staunch Baptist. He is. Um, and, you know, I love him, but yeah. 
I just, I'm just not there. Right. And, you know, and he'll, he'll sometimes, when we have family get-togethers, he'll want to sit and he'll want to talk and, and th- that, that'll be a focus. Um, and, you know, I mean, I listen to him um, and, and I understand that's where he is and that's what he feels is right. And I, and I know that he's doing it all out of love. Right. Just like any time that you talk to me, I know it's out of love. Right. That's why I don't get offended by it and I'm yeah. not upset by it. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, if, when it's people you don't know so well, because, um, you know, if something comes up and they find out, oh, you're not Christian, you know, every now and then that happens, not too much. And they, I, like, they smell fresh meat, and they're like, oh, yeah, non-Christian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I know. But, um, you know, it, it, it can come across very pushy. Okay. Uh, very pushy. And when, when you're somebody who has consciously made the decision to not be a part of, of, right. of the Christian faith. Yeah. And somebody's trying to tell you, that's the one answer. You have to do this. You have to change now. All that's going to make you do is want to walk away. Is that your interpretation of what they're saying? Or is that actually what they are saying to you? It depends on the person. So yeah, you've had people in the past. It, it, it's happened, but it's said, been rare. No, 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 no. This has to be right. You've had those people? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, and honestly, my grandfather's a lot like that. You know, he's, yeah. I mean, he, and like I said, he's coming from a good place. He, he's, yeah. he talks about how he's, he's just so worried about my soul. Right. You know, that, and that, and that whole And that's argument. legit. From the point of view of Christians, yes, it is. The thing is, in You're my very from, careful with those words. because from well, because with my from my viewpoint, yeah, there is no judgment. Fair. And my in my viewpoint, when this body ceases to be, my soul does go on. There is a God. I believe in God. Okay. Um, but I don't believe in judgment. I believe that it's then our choice that we can stay in that wonderful place with God, or we can come back. Okay. Um, and it's completely up to us. Okay. Therefore, I'm not worried about my soul because I don't think there's a judgment. Sure. That's where the big distinction is. Yeah, and, 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 and that's fair. And have you ever expressed that to your grandfather? No. No. Why? Because I, I know he's not going to take it. You so, know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah. So, let me, I'm just making sure I can paint this picture. He, in your words, preaches to you. Right? To some extent. To some extent, right? Yeah. And, and there's no conversation. There's, I know Grandpa, I know Grandpa, I know Grandpa. I mean, you know, like, is that fair to him? Like, do you, do you think that if you explain to him your theology, right? Because it is theology, mm-hmm. right? If you explain to him theology, that he would maybe try a different approach. I don't know. He might. Okay. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Right. I just, you know, I've, to be honest, I've just, I never thought he'd be open to hear it. Okay. You know. You might try him out. See what he says. Um, you know, uh, my my thought has always been that if I told him where I stood, um, it, it would just cause friction. And it could. I mean, when, you know, when I became when I when I converted to Protestantism instead of Catholicism, like mm-hmm. I grew up in. I had an aunt who was just bawling her eyes out, and, mm-hmm. and she 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 forbid to uh, accept. Uh, she refused to accept. I mean, the fact that I was. She said, "You're still a Catholic. You'll always be a Catholic." You know. So mm-hmm. I, I get that. You know. Uh, but yeah, I I think honesty on both ends is 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 good in these kind of conversations. And, and I I do agree. And yeah. honestly, with the exception of him, that's that's what I've done. Yeah, and that's weird because I feel, I feel like, you know, like when we share our faith with someone we love, we treat that differently than, than people 
who just come up to us or that we come up to, up to them. There's always, there's always that different piece mm-hmm. when it's somebody you love and care about. You know, I remember when I was, I was preaching at my first church in Minnesota. Uh, you know, you ever came up to Minnesota? Yes. Yes, I thought you did. Um, and uh, and uh, this uh, elder came up to me, an elder came up to me and, and said, hey, would you, would you evangelize to my friend? No, why, why can't you? He said, well, I don't want to lose the friendship. See, that relationship was so important to him that yeah, he couldn't, you know, bring himself to saying the truth in a loving way, you mm-hmm. know? And I, and I feel like that, you know, what your experience on the other end, to be honest with your grandfather, is how we experience, I think, a lot of ways and how we evangelize to those that we love, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet I would say to you, as I would say to anybody in this room, honesty and transparency is always the best way. You don't have yeah. to be blunt about it. Oh, no, yeah. And we've learned that, mm-hmm. right? Because we, I, we used to be blunt with it, mm-hmm. but now we speak the truth in, in a little bit more love, even though we're still blunt and like, you know. Well, sure. Right. But, yeah. Well, because we're different. We're different. <laughs> I think they would agree with that. <laughs> I think they would. Um, so do you, are there any other outside your family, any other like, you know, strangers coming up to you, people that you knew who, who, who said something to you that kind of set you the wrong way, that set you off maybe, something like that. Did that ever happen with you? Um, probably. Probably. Um, you know, I don't, I can't remember anything off the top of my head That's right true. now. Um, because honestly, it's been a long time since I've reacted like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I interestingly enough, I was talking with a, a truck driver today. Was, oh, really? Well, because I work in receiving, so oh. I see truck drivers all day. Okay. But, um, talking about the fact that this was my Friday. I'm not going back to work this week. And, you know, and talk about why and why I was, I was coming here and what I was doing. And we're going to party like it's 1999. No. All right. Uh, no, Sorry. No. No? Okay. I don't think Heather would allow that. No, I don't think she would either. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a fun night at the Vincent household. This, you know, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Pokemon, apparently. Yeah. Pokemon. We're, our kids are going to be playing Pokemon. <laughs> uh, anyway, good to but, continue. But yeah. So anyway, um. You know, we, we were just talking about it, and I was talking about how basically I'm given, like, the non-Christian viewpoint in this right. conversation. Um, and I could tell when I said that that he was definitely Christian, and he wanted to talk about this. Yay! But he was doing it in an he wasn't doing it in a hey, you know, kind of thing. And he's talking about some of his experiences and things right, like that. Right. And, we, and we had a conversation. He said something to me, though, that was very interesting. I guess he has some a friend that I guess doesn't really follow the faith. Yeah. And um, the question that his friend asked him that I'd never heard before, I'm like, that is an intriguing question. He said he didn't know how to answer it. Talking about evangelism. If it's so good, why do you have to push so hard to convince somebody? Because the, uh, the world is, is so uh, deceitful and so enticing that we, ha- that we have to get through all the noise first in order for you to hear the truth. I had a feeling that's what you were going to say. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean... But, but, but I never heard anybody yeah. ask that question before. I'm like, that's actually a very interesting question. I, I mean, it really is. You know, but on the other end, you have... Uh, is it Penn Jillette? Is that his actual name, Penn Jillette from Penn Teller? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Penn Jillette came out with this, this viral video 
uh, after a show, mm -hmm. he had uh, a Christian come up to him and give him a Bible, mm -hmm. right? And, and on the inside, it was just this, this short evangelism kind of message and, and gave him some verses to read if he chose to do it, those kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. and, and Penn said, this was amazing. This was the first time this has ever happened to him. And, and, and he went on to go saying that, you know, you Christians, you say that this, because he's an atheist, if you didn't know. Yes. Uh, he says, you Christians say that this is important to you, yet this is the first time anyone's ever done this to me. And if this is as important as you say it is, why aren't you doing it more? Mm -hmm. And so my counterpoint to the person, to, to, to the non-Christian front of the truck driver is, mm -hmm. no, no, the question really should be, why aren't we doing it more? This should be so commonplace for non-Christians to hear that they're tired of hearing it. But they don't. But they don't. Which is one of the reasons why we're doing this in the first place. Right? Because we want people to understand that evangelism is important. And there's, there's effective ways to do it and ineffective ways to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right? I agree. Yeah. So, last, last question before we break off into our, our, our stuff. Actually, I got two more questions. Look at that. Um, <laughs> do you think Christians should share their faith? Uh, you, you, do you think that it's right for Christians to share their faith? Because we live in, in, in a polarizing society, right? More and more, we are, we are uh, you know, uh, diverting to our corner, so to speak, mm -hmm. and, and going to echo chambers. And, mm -hmm. and our society is becoming more increasingly individualistic. Right, uh, and so a recent survey. You, I know you have not heard this because this is in the Christian realm, but it, it, a recent survey was put out that 50% of millennials believe it is wrong to share their faith with a person of another faith. Mm -hmm. Now, a, not, a person of no faith, they're fine, but 50% says if they're Muslim, if they're what, if they have a set faith, we should not uh, share our faith with them. Do you agree? Do you agree with that, or do you do you are you okay with Christians sharing their faith? I don't agree with where our society is going with being so individualistic and, right. and being in those echo chambers. I think if that's part of you and part of what makes you you, you should celebrate it. You know, just like anything else, in my opinion. Yeah, but does celebration include coming to you, a non-believer, and saying, let me tell you about why I believe what I believe? Um, I, I, I don't have an issue with it. Um, as, as long as it's not a you'd better listen to me and you better do what I say kind of, kind of attitude, For, you know. Yeah. If it's just like, well, you know what, this is what I believe and I want to share it with you, it doesn't bother me. Um, but unfortunately, I think there are a lot of people it does bother. Okay. And there was a time where it would have bothered me. Yeah. So you're going to speak now for all non-Christians, okay? Get ready? You ready? <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, but... Part of, the, part of what we're, why we're doing this is because we want to challenge our, our, our congregation um, to share their faith mm -hmm. uh, with, with people that they know and people that they don't know. Mm -hmm. all right? one, of the, one of the crazy ideas that we, that we have here is that we're asking all of our home groups, we have 18 home groups, we're asking all of our home groups uh, to throw block parties mm -hmm. uh, with the intent of inviting people to either a conversation about Jesus mm -hmm. or to a church service here at, at Cornerstone, right? Um, what advice from a non-Christian's perspective mm -hmm. would you give to all of us on, uh, on, on ways that we can have at least a cordial and effective conversation? I'm not asking you to say, what do you need to hear in order to get that person saved? Mm -hmm. But what would lead, to, what would lead uh, you to have a good conversation with a mm -hmm. Christian who is sharing their faith with you? Well, I'd say the first thing is don't close yourself off and, and completely disregard where they are. You know, um, 
I love to sit and talk about this stuff. Yeah. And just talk about it. Yeah. Okay? And you know how I feel, and I know how you feel, and that's, right. to me, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, it's not impossible that in that, maybe somebody does say, hmm, those are some interesting points. And they might decide that they're going, that, you know, they're, they're going to look more into, into whatever it is. Right. Whether it's Christianity or, or not. Right. Um, that's never my goal. Yeah. My goal is, you know, I like to talk about it and so people understand where I am. Yeah. So I'd say the first thing is, you know, be understanding and listen. Yes. That's definitely the absolute number one key is listen. Um, you didn't used to. Yep. Now you listen and we actually can have effective conversations and communication about these things. Do you hear that, Heather? I listen. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll get in trouble for that one later. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, I, I think that's the big thing. Yeah. Um, and and kind of think about it, too. Put yourself in their shoes. It, what if, what if um, a Muslim came up to you and started telling you, you're wrong and you have to do what, I, what, I, you have to do what I'm doing, you know? You wouldn't like that's that. A, I, that's a very good point. Um, the same thing with an atheist. You're right. wrong, and you have to denounce your God. You know, that's, that's not right. How do we disagree with you then? I mean, because, because there are things that we hear that are wrong, right? That we believe are wrong, right? And, 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 and you know, and so when you come, like, for instance, when you come and say, we, I believe that there are many ways to spend time with God or, mm-hmm. you know, to live with God or, mm-hmm. you know, to get saved in our language, right, in our vernacular, that's wrong, how do I say that to you? Um, well, you don't say that's wrong. Okay. Um, now you can't you can't say that you know where I'm coming from and from what I believe uh-huh. that I don't believe that's correct. Yeah. Um, and and you can maybe then talk a little bit about why you don't think it's correct from where you're coming from. Right. But don't shun them over it. That's yeah. the big thing. My the thing that I've learned over over the years, my go-to statement is that's that's interesting. You know, what do you think about that? And I ask a question. I do what Jesus does in the parables. You know, he, 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 uh, he comes back with a question every time. And I try to find a question that will get the conversation going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, that will help us to kind of come to an understanding of one another. And then I say, well, let, let me tell you what I think about it, if that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and we're very cordial about it, very respectful about it. But what I want to stress is that it's okay to disagree. You know, that's one of the things that we've harped on in these, in, and this is our second uh, series of it, our third series of it. You know, it's okay to say, you know, I don't, I don't think that's right. Here's why. Mm-hmm. And respectfully, you know. Right. What happens when they bring the Bible out for you? For me? Yeah. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> where, I, where I come from, I know that man wrote it down. I, I would say man okay. wrote it down, sure. Man wrote it down. I'd go a little further. I, but... I know you would. I know you would. But from somebody who's not ensconced in the faith, yes, um, that's a real tough pill to swallow. Sure. Real tough well, pill I mean, to swallow. Well, I mean, it's a big, thick book. I hope you um, try to swallow that. Because, I mean, it's like... Bad joke. All, all, of, the, all of these these stories that are in the Bible yeah. um, existed for 100 years or more before they're even written down. Mm-hmm. Right? And... We've all played the game of telephone. Ah, um, come on, Jeremy. But I'm just saying, you know, yeah. I, I'm not saying that, it, that it's wrong. I'm not saying that it's flawed. I'm not saying God didn't protect it. Yeah. But 
I question that. Sure, you have to understand oral history and and how how, Judy, how Judaism passed on storytelling and and how you know there were people in the background to make sure that the young but guys then, got it right. Here's the other thing, though. What are we about, doing this now? We doing what, this now? What about? Okay. Hold on. What about when they actually put? They decided these are the books that are going to be in this. Yes. Who decided that? Uh, the the the, uh, the council, yeah, the religious councils, yeah, that were connected to the politicians of ancient Rome. Not at that, not at the very first one. No, um, not, so, that, not at that. So you know, point. I just, I, 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 get I, you. I find it hard because I mean, who says that that, uh, that the book that you left out was needed to be left out? Maybe there was something good in right. there. Maybe and it this was is where fine. we put the spiritual in there, right? We we believe that God's God ordained right. the letters that needed to be in there, and, and, you know, and and things of that nature as well. And there's a whole apologetic viewpoint that we. Right, right. Yeah, which we will. Later. But, but um, like I'm saying, for for somebody who is, is that does not have your belief system, yeah, um, good luck changing their mind. I'm not saying it can't happen. Oh, it's happened before. But, but. Um, you know, yeah. there are a lot of people are going to, as soon as you start saying that, like, yeah, I'm done. No, you know? listen. And yeah. I, you know, whether it's right or wrong, that's what yeah. they're going to do. I think, I think they're, I would never do it like this with anybody else, sure. right? Because uh, you're a brother to me, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so I can mess around with you. Oh, and, yeah. and, and a part of it is, you know, you can have fun with how you evangelize. You can have fun with the other person. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, come on, dude, really? You know, those things are, are, are good because we have, we know each other, right? right. We can respect each other and we... You know, and we know that even when we mess around and we joke around and we get frustrated, we go, come on, really? Um, it reminds me of that time in high school when we got in that one argument. Um, uh, <laughs> I still don't remember what it was about. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it was about either. Uh, but it was in choir, and this guy tried to interfere. He's like, guys, calm down. We looked, but we looked at him. We go, be quiet, Brock. Yeah. You know, and just stay you know, out of it. Stay out of it. You know, and then we, we made up, and we. And, By the end of the day, yeah, we yeah, were we fine. were fine. You know, and that's that's just that's just what brothers do, man. Yeah. Um, you know, but. I want to thank you for your honesty, right? And I want to give you the last word. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you say... Wait, wait, you're going to what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let you have the few final moments. Uh, and I want you to tell uh, our people, you know, what it is that, that non-Christians need to hear the most from a Christian. Um... Love and compassion, without a doubt. If you start start trying to come at them talking about the fire and the brimstone, you're going to lose them real quick. Um, because why would that entice somebody? You know, um, it's like what are these crazy people? You know, um, you know, love and compassion. Talk about um, how the church and God and Jesus make you feel. The, the love you feel, the, the passion, the joy, all of those sorts of things. Those are the things that if you're going to entice somebody, that's what's going to do it. Um, that, that's the best way. And like I said, listen. Let them give their viewpoints. Don't just cast them off like, it's, like they're crazy. Um, listen, listen to them, hear them out, um, and, and then say, you know, let, let me tell you how, what, what I think. Um, in a very loving, compassionate type way and share your experiences because, you know, some of those people are not Christian because they've never, they've never felt touched by Christ or God or anything. That, that's why some people are atheists because they don't feel they're touched by anything. Um, it, if you can share some experiences where you were, it might plant a seed. Awesome. All right, well, let's give Jeremy uh, another round of applause, please. <laughs> 
Thanks for tuning in to our live episode of Coffee and Conversation. Coffee and Conversation is brought to you, as always, by Cornerstone Christian Church in Brownsburg, Indiana. If you would like to join us, we'd love to see you every Sunday at 9 and 10.30 in the morning for worship and Sunday school. More information can be found on our website, cornerstonerock.org. And if you liked what you heard today, uh, don't forget, starting next week, we will have another episode of Coffee and Conversation Live at Cornerstone Christian Church. We'll take a week off of the July 4th week, uh, and then we'll come back on the 10th of July and 17th of July to finish uh, the live shows. We hope to see you soon, guys. Peace, love, and soul. Bye, 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 bye